Do you know what your partner's up to when you're away and they're all alone? No, what? They're listening to the Screw Podcast, of course. What's that? Mmm, sit back, relax, and listen. Well, you tried it just for once, find it all right for kicks. But now you find out that it's a habit that sticks and you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. So your mother wants to know what all the stains on the jeans and you're an orgasm addict. Welcome to the Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and Aloff. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to our new format, our new... New foreskin, new format. Oh, foreskin is a matter of discussion today. It sure is. Excellent. So this month, if you did not tune in yet, we are going over a single topic. And the topic is uh, fetishes and paraphilias. And, wait, what is the actual... Yeah, exploration. The, expo- yes, right. Fetish I keep forgetting what the general topic is. It's fetish exploration, exploration of fetishes and paraphilias. Right. And we're doing today... Our uh, fuck me deeper dive is that what we call yeah, it? Do it me is. deeper? Fuck, I don't even know. Me, I change it fuck every me time. Deeper. Yeah, something like that. Give it to me deeper dive. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> it wasn't as like vulgar. Sure, sure. So basically, our first episode we asked a bunch of questions. Our second episode we answered those questions. The questions were things that we thought we knew or weren't sure of or whatever. And then last episode we actually got a new batch of questions that we now need to go into a deeper dive yeah. of. And these were either things like like we were personally interested in or questions that stemmed off of our discussion. Right, right. And so, um, and our final episode for this wrap-up of this month, we'll end up having a guest on. And the guest okay. is to be announced. TBA. Right. TBA. So you'll have to tune in. You will. To find or out. check out our socials. We'll probably advertise it. Yeah, but. I'm sorry. So yeah, so we have a couple questions and that we got last week, and right. we are each going to kind of tackle, I think, a piece of the puzzle. So the first one we had was you were interested in hearing more about the feeder gainer fetish and oh. maybe what the official term is and yes. all of that. So um, it is uh, referred to as uh, feederism. Okay. And um, uh, it's it's so. Um, there's a like you know kind of like some subcategories as we discovered a lot with a lot of these like there's often a general term that refers to something and then like under that are a bunch of little subcategories right um, but one of the things I found interesting is um, so so feederism is kind of in general the gainer feeder um, kind of fantasy but they can like have stuff to do with like fat fetishing and fetishizing. Um, you know, things so like that. So what is, so if I say I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. What does feeder, feederism mean? Okay. So, so, so feederism itself, again, general ca- category referring to and including gaining and feeding. So, um, so gaining where sexual gratification is obtained from the process of gaining or helping others gain body fat. For some people, this gratification can be obtained through role-playing, weight gain, while other people do it for real. So okay. there is, like, a degree of difference here. So, you know, when we're talking about, like, fetishisms becoming paraphilias, maybe, like, the fetishistic part is the role-play of it. And then, like, okay. you know, because obviously we can get into some problematic things when you're talking about extreme gaining and stuff as far as your health. So, um, so uh, the feeder is uh, usually an encourager or a feeder is a person of any sex who gets sexual gratification from making someone else, their feedee, gain weight. 
This role could be a dominant one where the feeder in some cases force feed the feedy. Often this is role playing. The feeder could also be the submissive in the relationship where the feedy uses them as sort of a feeding slave. So you could be like So you could be like the sub from the feed feeding standpoint. Okay. So meaning like the the person who is being fed is ordering you to feed them more. Okay. Or vice versa. Okay. Okay, so that's so kind of interesting. So it's a power. It's is it always a power thing, or is that just one layer? Is that what you're saying? I, I think that's just one layer. Okay. So you know, um, you can imagine how these subcategories goes. There's also people who are admirers of of gainers. Oh, okay. Um, you know, um, and 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 stuffing and bloating becomes even another sub kind of like a thing and kind of like upping the ante if you will oh so where you're okay. not just feeding them you're like making them feed until they feel like they can't eat anymore oh, or they're okay. doing it themselves and it's know? all it, that also sounds like a temper like temporary uh you know like the bloat thing is like the exactly. immediate immediate gratification right of it. exactly right. and so you know um according to um you know a few different sources but like a general collection of information on this this fetish uh, often goes hand in hand with something called alvinolegnia. See, I can't even begin to pronounce <laughs> it to you. But apparently, this is um, uh, this fetish is what? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I well, don't know. I, don't I, know I didn't either. do my research. <laughs> but the other one that I sometimes goes hand in hand, which is a really kind of interesting one, is vor. V-O-R-E, or vorophilia, or simply known as vor, is a sexual arousal to a vorish subject matter, or vorophiliacs. It is commonly deemed fetish where one wishes to be eaten whole or swallowed whole, and can garner arousal from the individual who wishes to be eaten or eat someone else, likely to be someone they have general attraction to. Interesting. Um, that immediately made me think of... Um uh what's the word for it fuck giantesses and stuff just like the idea of somebody like somebody big enough to eat you whole maybe right it's, like, it's so it's a similar kind of idea like the small yeah it's you know a, right a, a so it seems size? to be a thing about know. like kind of um, power thing or like uh uh what do you call it like uh extreme differences right that's what i was like, yeah, yeah right like a giantess like porn for example the focus is that the person yeah. is really tiny and beneath you and small and right. they're down looking up at you and you're really large comparatively Absolutely. so i right that's where i connect it in my head okay so i mean it's fascinating right you know on some level and you know i i, I think in this you know uh, I'm sure if one were to look deeper into some of this, a lot of these things are caused from social ideas, stigmas, or encouragements in our culture for big or small or, like, you know, um, some kind of general shaming maybe that went on. I mean, like, we keep discussing that, and people come to these things from all sorts of kind of avenues. Well, that actually brings us to one of the questions that we did have. Oh, great. So we actually wanted to know, and I'm skipping around so I don't want to forget, but we wanted to know if, um, like, what technically, what percentage of fetishes were created in your childhood? And then from there, we sort of just had the general question of, like, where are your fetishes created? So I did find one blog, and we're going to link all of um, the stuff, like, the different articles and stuff that we find or at least if we didn't already, we will go back and make sure we do. <laughs> um, we're going to link all the stuff that we, you know, so you you guys can check out the different 
resources that we found. But Absolutely. basically, this person did the research, the, did all the research for us, and came and went to the studies and whatnot. And these are the answers. So I can't find an actual percentage. There's no specific study that looked at this mm. percent of fetishes is li- are linked to these people's childhood uh, moments, if yeah. you will. So this is um, this is what this article goes over. It says that the born this way conversation about fetishes is actually not that that doesn't hold up so much weight right. because it's really hard to figure out a child's fetish inherent desire. You can't ask a kid what sexual you know, and yeah. then if there is, um, if they do seem to have some sort of you know interesting quote unquote or whatever fetish. Um, they're likely just produ- projecting adult sexuality onto sometimes incomprehensible behavior. So it's gotcha. it's one of these like it's we're looking at babies and trying to say, oh, this baby has a fetish. That's not a that's not a thing. Uh, essentially, that makes sense. so that was one of the the debates that we want to or that this article wanted to debunk, which I appreciate that it involves that. Um, then it says childhood experiences, which is what we we were talking about about, we thought formed a lot of them and uh, a lot of fetishists apparently trace their fetishes back to their a formative moment in their childhood which is what we're talking about or series of moments okay um where they forever associated this fixation with an erotic feeling so a mother's penchant for wearing this this is the example they give a penchant for wearing silk and satin clothing or an afternoon spent watching a classmate crush bugs under their boots. <laughs> um, so children's brains are spongy and neuroplastic, and so the experience becomes encoded into their sexual psychology. Gotcha. You burn the neural pathway. Down. Sure, sure, sure. So um, it's hard. So what they're basically they're saying is it's hard to actually discern if the light bulb moment in childhood created the fetish or just reinforced it. Chicken or egg. Right. Yeah. So what comes first? Exactly. Exactly. So that's one of the, the conversations that they're having. And basically, they're trying to give an example. Um, a, a hypnosis fetish, fetishist who becomes erotically entranced by Jafar's staff during a childhood viewing of Aladdin might identify that as the event that triggered their kink. But why did it excite them so much in the first place if that kink wasn't already present in their neurological wiring? Like you said, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. So that's the so this the next piece is where I think I actually sort of meant as well as the childhood moment thing. Sure. Classical conditioning. So it's the the you know Pavlov the dog with the bell and the associating it with dinner kind of thing. If you know if we create a, a specific moment and there's an erotic stimuli and then there's a thing always present during that erotic stimuli it becomes associated you know so let me see if they give an example um yeah so they have in 1966 actually there was a specific study that demonstrated that showing men pictures of boots followed by pictures of nude women over and over again got them to associate boots and sexuality and then they were turned on by the imagery of boots Uh, okay it could be something as simple as every time you go to masturbate you feel, you know, you uh, clean off with a silk robe, and now you have a silk fucking fixation, sure. or you know, stuff. Like I mean, that. I think you can relate to that easy enough to like the ideas of like when we're talking things that are typically associated with like even masculinity or femininity, and somebody like having a kind of generalized attraction when they see like leather, you know, 
on on a man they think well leather it's it's a macho kind of thing but right. like like social con- i mean i guess my, my thing in this i'm thinking like a lot of these things stem in some sort from some sort of like social construct around whatever the thing is too right absolutely you know and we're associating some of these things with particularly sexy things from youth that aren't not necessarily or originating within ourselves sure they're being like kind of like you just said, kind of like conditioned onto us. Right. So think about just marketing in general. I think that's a big piece of it. right? Absolutely. So if you look at uh, the way that we always see legs being shaved, Absolutely. it's a very intimate experience. Hell, there's a fucking shaving cream called Skintimate. They make it look like a sexual <laughs> right. experience. Right. So if, you know, maybe you're watching that over and over again and you're it's a very specific period in your life where you're horny around then or something right. you know you might have this immediate connection between leg shaving and like eroticism but right. the commercial itself already gives you that you don't even right. actually have to go on and have that erotic moment yourself it sort of creates it for you so yeah. it's like this weird you know our marketing mis- mi- um mushes together a lot of things that don't necessarily have anything to do with sexuality true, and they true. make you feel like it does <laughs> right, right. so that's a piece of it too I think, right well you know? there's there's got to be something too around the level of privateness that people associate around something where they're like there's a lot of like kind of bathroom-esque fetishes right mm. and this is something that like we're at least in u.s culture not overly open about like bathroom sure, behaviors sure. but it's that taboo again yeah and they're relating to a lot of questions it stays confusing for people like bedwetting all these things like mm-hmm. end up being like kind of shamey based things in in some ways that like a fetish derives out of and maybe it's like ah, yes. somewhat recl- like reclaiming you know if you're able to say oh fuck this thing like i've been shamed over and i'm turning it into something like erotic for myself right well every time i see anything where like a kid's getting spanked or something i'm like you just created a fucking fetish (laughs) and then it's like a punishment fetish right Right. it's like this associate and you know the kid is not i'm not telling you that your kid is aroused by you spanking him i'm telling you (laughs) that you just created this conditioning in his brain that associates if a woman raises their voice high or something you're gonna get a spank after and then it's i don't know i feel like there's a a connection between you know i think you know there's a huge connection actually between like the bdsm world and like you know if you were a kid that got spanked and stuff like that or if not i think there are also a lot of people that never had any of that that are then because they kind of it was like this weird that's a weird thing to say, right? Like, <laughs> they were jealous of the kids that got spanked. I don't know. It's a curiosity thing, right? Yeah, it creates right. a curiosity yeah, sure. in your head. Absolutely. I'm not doing this justice because I feel like I'm inarticulate right now. But the last thing that they said was there's apparently um, a study or studies that talk about neural neural proximity. Okay. Almost sounds hot. So this guy, Ramakandran, uh, Ramakandran, I think, he argued that foot fetishes might be a function of crosstalk between the areas of the brain responsible for sensation in the genitals and in the feet. While this doesn't necessarily explain foot fetishes that are more visually focused and tactile, for example, people who have never 
who are never happier than when they're staring at a pair of feet parading around in stockings and high heels, it does offer a potential explanation for why foot fetishes are so much more common than, say, hand fetishes or ear fetishes. Uh, <clears throat> the theory that fetishes okay. have a physical location in the brain was further strengthened by a strange case in 1954. An epileptic man had a fetish for safety pins as long as he could remember. He had a part of his temporal lobe surgically removed as a treatment for his epileptic fits and found afterward that his fetish had entirely disappeared. Further research into fetish psychology is needed, and case studies like this are evidence that there's a lot that we still don't understand about how sexual fixations function in the brain. Wow. So, I th- yeah, so we really don't fucking know. <laughs> Essentially. So, so if you want to get rid of a fetish, you have to have part of your temporal lobe right? <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Well, I mean, no, I guess you wouldn't... You don't want to get rid of the fetish. It's the paraphilia that a lot of people. Right. No, I'm just well kidding. Um, well no, sh- no shaming there. No, no shame. Shaming. Speaking of shame, I did want to specify last week. I did say that one of the paraphilias Aaron quizbe on, which is, I believe, getting covered in bugs or squishing bugs or something. Uh-huh. No, it was covered in bugs. Something like that. Um, I shamed it. I No king shaming. Uh, it's, no, but for you personally, that gave it you, gave like, me eebie-jeebies, and I'm yeah. sorry. No, but just because something gives me eebie-jeebies doesn't mean that I should uh, yeah. be vocalizing that. Absolutely. That's not nice. No, right? well, I mean, you can vocalize that it gives you eebie-jeebies without it can being I? shameful for somebody else. Okay, well, I'm. Anyways, no, can I mean, listen, if you are killing things, I will fucking shame you all day. So the bug squishing. I have a problem with yeah, because no bugs squishing. squishing is actually something that has just been banned on motherfucking OnlyFans as a term oh, or many of it. Squishing. Because I found out that there's this huge, be- speaking of giant test porn, there is a huge influx of people apparently asking for, requesting, or looking for essentially women pretending to be giantesses or whatever, uh, role playing, I should say, and squishing lizards as if they're Godzilla. Ew. Like, actually fucking killing them. Oh, don't kill lizards. Please do not fucking kill or hurt or even pretend to animals. It's going to give everybody the wrong idea. Like, fuck that. No. No. That's okay, too, sorry. Too that much. There's, too again, like, there's a line. You yeah. don't hurt other... That's the thing. Don't hurt other... You know what? If you... I don't want to say, like, if you hurt yourself, it's okay. But what you do with yourself is not my business. But what you do with other people and things and animals is not okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I just, animals can't give consent. Just yeah, so we're let's very clear. yeah. So we're clear. I just I shit makes me like makes me tear up a little bit. So, anyways, um, that's that. <laughs> so that's the, I know, right? I got like super upset. Don't so, make Felicia Rose cry. Right? It's don't. not cute when I cry. So that is the answer. Is we don't have percentages, and there's still so much that's unclear. Nice but it does sound like there are a, a lot of studies that say that, like, yeah, like exposure to things in certain either times of your life or certain moments of your life, I guess, create some of these uh, brain associations or whatever. Well said. Like so your, what, what you were, <laughs> um, should just, I go back into the connection of the, the uh, fisting feeding thing or should we talk about your, the study that you were supposed to look into, which Ooh. is the foreskin. Okay, well, let's talk about that in one second. Just before I forget, I want to remind everybody that if they're interested in digging more into like all the variants in human sexuality, always check out the Kinsey Institute. They still do good work and research on this and uh, probably have some more interesting answers to some of these questions than we were able to uh, take the time to go into. So, okay, so we did ask the question about foreskin, right? Mm-hmm. So the funny thing about foreskin... So the question 
question that we asked was... A funny was, thing happened on the way to the foreskin. Is there, is there... Because we couldn't find a foreskin paraphilia, we were like, well, has this not ever gotten to yeah. the extent that somebody was injured? So I asked you to look into yes. see. Yeah, so so I, I decided to to look a few different ways, and I, I also found nothing exactly, but, you know, I thought to myself, this actually works. Um, and looking into foreskin obsession, I came across a beautiful article... Um, <laughs> titled How Jesus's Foreskin Became One of Christianity's Most Coveted Relics. Oh my. And then it disappeared. <laughs> this is the title of the article. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, essentially, I, what was there to say? I, I'm not going to bore you, but like, I did think, well, I, I will just say the one quote the holy foreskin is both an object and an idea. I think studying the holy foreskin is a nice ego check for all of us. What? Yeah, these are just some choice, you know, quotes from the article. Um, and and uh, this is the final one. So they're 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 studying this, and 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 somebody states, "Whoa, we could really make a heavenly sum if we, you know, told monks and priests and so on that we have a piece of Christ's flesh for sale." Not surprisingly, the relic had the miraculous power of duplication. And depending on what sources you read, there were a dozen or almost two dozen places around Europe, mostly in France for some reason, that claimed that they actually had the holy foreskin. So, um, this is where I would say what perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps foreskin obsession has turned into a paraphilia. This seems like a very fair example. Add it to the DSM. Let's go. The obsession with Jesus's foreskin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, that... I do think that there is an obsession with, like, like for Americans, for example. Like, oh, cut, yeah. They cut off foreskin all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So, I think when we're talking about, you know, and and I see, you know, you come, you ever do foreskin search, you basically see that it's mostly um, people in the U.S. obsessed with this idea of foreskin or no foreskin, you know, that, you know, there's created a fetish in of itself by like kind of mass circumcision in this country right. um, for, for boys. True. And, um, you know, and I, I think, you know, uh, there's all sorts of varieties of people's foreskin fetish, you know, <laughs> like, but I, I think as long as you don't do anything like um, dangerous or painful with it, like, mm. and, and I don't see it. I didn't see any evidence that people were overly obsessed with like yanking foreskins back okay. hard or anything like that. So that's good. No, like misuse of that's nice. Yeah, No foreskin misuse. OK, well, that's good. Um, one thing I do want to say um one thing I wanted to note about last week, something I said I should clarify. I made a statement about, um, you know, if you have a <coughs> desire to carry out sexual assault, that there are uh, safe options as far as looking into people that would like to do consensual role playing of sexual assault. I also think you need to first seek therapy before you actually get to go out and uh, safely practice these things. Is that probably something we should put uh, as a disclaimer? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't add that. I sh I, I don't want people to think that the fix <laughs> sure. the fix to having 
um, a paraphilia that's dangerous to other people, especially, right. is to go and do it with consenting people. It's what I'm trying to say is that Sorry. that's an option out there, but therapy needs to be your so, first option. So, and and let's be let's be clear, and 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 I think I think it's fair that one needs to say this. There's one for there's two coins for every like kind of paraphilia thing going on here right you know oh, of course wanting to be the quote-unquote victim of a rape fantasy thing and wanting to quote-unquote be the perpetrator i'm talking about perpetrator specifically perpetrator fantasy right perpetrator so fantasy this is yes. where i thought we should like okay we yes. needed to clarify so if you're interested in sexual assault that's a problem <laughs> if you're right. interested in sexual assault fantasy then you know i think as anybody needs to do, they need to evaluate why they're getting into this particular fetish. Is there some unresolved trauma that they maybe need to make sure that they have dealt with or or, or kind of yes, like thought about? thank you for saying it the way that I meant to all along. And, uh, and no, I but fucked it, that up. But it's yeah. a good clarification because, you know, we talked about this. These are tough subjects, but it doesn't mean people aren't indulging in practicing or having these fantasies. Right. I was trying to say people... People that are having the fantasy of it. Right. No, absolutely. I, I do think everybody should everybody should be in therapy, period. I think that <laughs> if you have a paraphilia that has a potential dangerous outcome, you should always right. seek professional help as far as how can I not <coughs> do that, right? We right. don't want to actually harm people. But right. if you have the fantasy and you've done your, your soul searching and you've figured out your shit and you can trust that you are going to not actually carry out an assault with another right. human being. There are people out there that you can safely yeah. practice those fantasies. Look, with. I don't think there's ever um, such a thing as too much conversation about the ways to negotiate and talk about consent. Absolutely. You know, and I think when you're talking about like something you know, that many people will see either controversial or, or taboo in nature, you know, you have to remember, like, two consenting adults who, who are comfortable with each other, you know, we can't be taking away adults' abilities to negotiate how they handle their pleasure, how they handle, Absolutely. you know, amongst consenting adults. <laughs> you know, that's a little too, like, policing of, of people's right. bodies and sexuality. But I think good practice and good good check for one's own, you know, and their partner's physical and, and, and sexual and mental health is to go through and kind of evaluate, like, what is my expectation from this scenario? Um, what am I expecting to feel? Am I putting my partner in danger on either end by participating yes. in this? Yes. That's you know? what I was trying to get to, yes. <laughs> and I think if, you know, you're able to go through that conversation with a partner and be able to navigate this, you are able to find that you can talk about what you want to talk. And, and it's also about making your partner feel comfortable with whatever it is that your, you know, uh, fantasy involves and making sure that they understand that there's an out and they can change their mind at any point. Right, of course. And safe words. I always just want to reiterate the word safe word. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you. I, I again, sometimes I put my foot in my mouth because I speak <laughs> no, too. Well, no, 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 like I don't. I mean, I, all... I, I flubbed up that first ex trying to explain it. So look, they're they're not like easy conversations to enter into either. Even for us, who we you know we've talked about these things before. And the, for the record, these are my opinions. You know, yeah, of uh, just because I feel like people. You know, we might come across a psychologist or a psychiatrist that might say people should absolutely not be out 
having this type of sex if they have this desire. I don't know what the answer is for that, right? I'm saying that I'm telling people that there are places right. if, again, if we all think that we can respect everybody sure. in the scenario 100%, there are places and people that are into this stuff. But, That's all. And, and, and I will say, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, a lot of these these things are based on partner conversations over the years of of experiences on some level of of being in 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 crossing lanes with people that are also very comfortable uh, discussing and honestly about their desires and how to navigate them you know and no it's not it's not a study or analysis of why they're interested in these things or what level of psychological uh, impact that has that's on one level for you and you or in your therapist. I mean, I would never say that I don't think a person has the ability to analyze if something feels safe and and, and non-degrading to them on some sort of heavy emotional level. Mm -hmm. But I think you should be really sure about it one way or the other. And if that's having a conversation with a therapist and deciding if this is something that is good for you or is ex like that you can derive pleasure without harm from, then fucking go for it. Figure it out. Absolutely right. Yeah, no, that's that's. Thank you for always expressing how I feel in a way that makes more sense. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. <laughs> so moving on, one other thing that we wanted to do a deeper dive in, based off of uh, extra questions we had, was we wanted to know: Is there an escalation from fisting to bigger things? Oh right, yeah. Um, and like feet or knees or, right, you know, right. is there a direct and, and the other question was, is there a direct correlation between like fisting and footing or is the correlation between having a foot fetish and needing like a foot image? Like what what's what's uh, yeah, where, what's the deal? Where do they overlap? So I couldn't actually find studies or anything on this. Ooh. But what I did, Felicia did a deeper dive herself. And we can call this the Felicia Rose study of fisting footing. The Felicia and... Rosebud study. Yes. So this is the this is the Felicia Rosebud study of um, the the correlation between fisting, footing, feet fetishes, and amputee porn. Because that, that was sort of the question that we asked was like, is this what was the deal? What, what where where is the mind going? So this is what I came up with. Mm. It is not about feet. At all, the fetish is not foot derived. It's not a foot fetish thing. The foot fetish is actually where you'd probably see feet wrapped around a, a penis or feet uh, being licked or mm. smelled or walking sure. on somebody. That's what you see. Foot insertion, penetration, not just vaginally, anally too, is actually more of a gaping thing. So again, it goes okay. in the same realm as fisting okay. in terms of um, opening, gaping. What? Whole, whole, getting stretching of hole, whatever the hole is. <laughs> stretching of the stretching hole. of hole, and it, and am, oftentimes amputee porn is called um, amputee fisting. So okay. and again the same thing as far as um, it seems like a gaping. And you know what I I did not look into see more behind what the psychology of that is. I probably would find more, um, but I did want to see how the connection was, right? Like, in, in porn world, we're not yeah. talking, no, like, no, no, no. studies. We're talking in porn world. <laughs> no, I love it. And sort of where the brain goes, right? Because so, we know a lot of people get their education from porn these days as well. Which, well, true. But uh, also, I mean, Caution to that, obviously. What I did is I looked at, like, okay, if I get to this page, where do I, where can I go from here? Sure. What is it linked to? What's yeah. it connected to? What are the terminology? And it looks like it's all a... Um, penetration of large object yeah. 
gaping. It doesn't have to. It does not have to be a body part. Right. It but could be an inanimate I, I think object, those are so. connected. Okay. So the inanimate objects are sort of a separate section. Okay. Gotcha. But it is again a gaping. Like how how much can be how wide fit can I in? Uh-huh. Um, I didn't find anything where there was a full head in going oh, in, <laughs> only coming out. Uh, so I. Which makes sense because if you think about it, your your actual canal dilates. You know, your cervix, you know, your whole, is it your cervix that dilates? Uh, well, regardless, the whole thing starts to open up because you're in birth. So, right, like, not... because you said, like, a head comes out, but right. it can't go back in unless you're actually it, it, giving birth, you know. Not so sure. maybe, like, a guy could peek inside real quick <laughs> with his head. Hello. Hello. Before the baby shoots out. No, that's disgusting. I don't know what I'm saying, but um, so yeah, I did not see anything where an actual head. So could there's be a. Fit in. Have you ever seen American Gods? No. There's this episode where this woman, I forget what goddess she's portraying. Um, she like has sex with these men and women, and like their pleasure from her allows her to be able to like shove them and their entire body inside her pussy it is one of the most like intense things i've ever seen on television but also beautiful somehow oh wow yeah google that shit you motherfuckers (laughs) we'll have to do a twitch watch along (laughs) write it down i'm not sure we could get away with that on i honestly don't think we can't (laughs) <laughs> I love a good triple nego. Wow, that's some good, triple negative. That's some good info. info. Uh, and you know what? Like, so, like, I think porn. The reality is, is people are deriving and 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 having interest in certain activities that you know. Again, chicken or egg. Did porn create the desire, or did like you know? Did people have it create the porn, and then that desire spread, or curiosity spread for something? Oh uh, yeah, know? it's one of those. I always think like a lot of these things. Did they become a fantasy or fetish just because you stumbled on it as one of like your first five right. fucking porns? That exactly. could also be it, right? Exposure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exposure. Yeah. And but even like are you exposed to that porn via other people's interests that only became like interested in it because of porn? You know what I'm saying? Touche. Like it's like, oh wow, this person does this, that's kinda hot. But like you know, realizing the origin is always like a porn somewhere. I'll say this. I have um and I don't know if they're just blowing smoke up my ass, honestly, but I have had customers that were like, I was absolutely, I didn't even consider this a thing I'd be into. You made a video, I bought it, or yeah. you sent it out for free, and I watched it, That's exactly and now I have I'm this, now I'm into it, and I'm, I've been watching more and more of the thing absolutely so that's interesting too yeah that's that interesting. like you can create a fetish in your adult life oh my god did anybody out there uh, i would love i wish more people would interact with questions but i'd love to know if any of our listeners came to a fetish via like somebody else just like just talking about them? it yeah. like if they didn't have it before they heard about it well i did because remember i was saying last episode oh that's true so that no so that <laughs> yeah. we want to hear your story yeah basically. tell us your fetish story yeah so aaron brought up a fetish to me and i never even thought of it and then yeah. the way he like described a cool story and i was like oh i want to do that so i yeah. tried it with the person i was dating i mean if you're really and it was good cool. 
Like, I always consider myself, like, a very good verbal exhibitionist. Yes, like, yes. If if I'm talking about something sexual, no matter, like, kind of how vulgar it is, it's all about how you present it. And, like, you can make anything sound hot and romantic, because if it was a good experience, it should have kind of been hot and romantic. Right. doesn't matter, like, what kink you're involved in. If it's If the energy is there and, like, on both sides, you should fucking feel that shit. Fuck yeah. Mm. All right, so I feel like this episode gave us some new questions that we can actually ask a expert next week. Fuck yeah. But also, we have a couple things to summarize as of now. So as of now, we believe that paraphilias are fetishes until they become extreme and potentially harmful. Correct? Mm -hmm. That's what we summarized. Yep. And we have no idea where fetishes come from technically, but we believe that they're linked to, like, experiences, timing, and, like, you know, uh, Pavlov stuff right pavlovian <laughs> conditioning of Condi- some thank sort. you the word conditioning yeah. was what i was looking for there you go my brain is not on fire today which is terrible <laughs> and also um aaron has no sexual quote-unquote i hate this word conditions aaron's just yeah just you are just rolling on the like passion tree. I am universal sex. Yeah, you are sex. I am sex. <laughs> sex incarnate. You are just sex. There you go. No, I mean, I, th- I love that. Like, l- listening back to last week's episode, I was like, so basically, aside from a little bit of a scent thing, which is, again, it's just pheromones. It's normal. It's nature. It's not even a... It, to me, that's not even a fetish. A I'm kink. a hippie it's love normal. child. What do you want? It's like you either like this... You like, uh, you know fake sense or you like real sense you know you like like man-made sense or you like fucking the scent of man it's like one of the two i'm, I'm just organic <laughs> exactly yeah you're the, your olfactory system is organic versus some people that prefer like you know uh you, whatever people wear for perfume that's just when you cappy you know i don't fucking know. if you feel sexy you are sexy so anyway so like you're just you know you are sex apparently so so that's that that's our recap thank you again for tuning in we're gonna end the show with a little game. We like to call. And now for our game show. Name, name that, that paraphilia. paraphilia. Woo! I feel like we need to add some clapping. That's the one thing we're missing here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not the clap, but clapping. Booty cheek clapping or hand clapping? Oh. Or hand clapping what booty cheeks. What does booty cheek clapping sound like? I don't know. I'm, it's really <laughs> small, so. No, it sounds very nice. All right, so <laughs> so we're going to play one more round of, or well, not one more. We're gonna do one more next week, I oh, think. Oh but shit, yeah. This will be uh, this week's round of name that paraphilia, where Aaron and I quiz each other on a paraphilia, either giving each other the description and or the name of it. We have to guess the description or the name. Perfect. You want to go first? Okay. Right. Do, do you want a definition or do you want a name? Definition. Okay. Oh, okay. Drinking or looking at blood. Vampirism. Very nice. Oh, I got it right? You did. Fuck yeah. Ding, 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 oh. ding. You tried to give me an easy one, though. D- uh, yeah, I kind of did. Okay. That's okay. Um, sophophilia. Sopho. Uh, like, oh, God. Um, into sofas? Couches? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's learning. That's the definition. Is oh, learning. turned on by learning? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, maybe Sophocles? I don't uh, fucking uh, know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right. I love it. 
You okay. can give me whichever part of it. I didn't ask you last time. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, emetophilia. Throw up. Oh, you did know that one. Emetophilia. Yeah. I didn't know you knew that. Like, I oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, emetophobia right. is when you have a fear of it. I do. God. And emetophilia is when you're into it. Oh, right. Well, a lot of people ask for that, so I've tried to find a nicer word to like talk to it, talk okay. to people about it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I-, I see you. All right. Um, I'm sorry, making this not fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm having a blast. Okay. Um, do you want the definition or the word? Uh, the word. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Narat- uh, narratophilia. So N A R R A T O. Philia. Narado. Into rats? No, I'll give you another, like, try. Look okay. at the first part of the word, not the second. Into, like, storytelling? Oh, close. Obscene words. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So that's kind of like a little of that verbal exhibition. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Where you're, like, telling a story, like, he, like, you know, ran his hand down my chest all so nicely. Right. And then he wet it and stuck it hard and deep up my fucking anal ring. We don't charge for this uh, podcast, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, You're welcome, shit. everybody. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, same. Okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, some people Nerado just... Nerado file. I, I feel like it would be just as simple feel- probably as somebody saying, like, a dirty word, and then, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, you. Sorry. Chromastostophilia. <laughs> Chromastostophilia. Can you spell it for me? Like sure. The beginning? C-H-R-E-M-A-S-T-I-S-T-O-philia. Chromastistophilia. Chromastistophilia? Uh-huh. Uh, um, obsession with the remains of a human? Oh, it's a good guess, but no. What is it? Being robbed or held up. The fuck? See these? I, I'm not. I don't know. Uh, what you call it? Words. Uh, Greek, I I have Greek. a bonus one for you. Oh wait, hold on. I have one more. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want definition or? Uh, uh, definition. Like, don't some of these seem based off of like Latin? I said yeah, Greek, probably I Latin. Latin. <laughs> I don't or, know or Greek words. It could, it could be Greek too. I don't know. But and then but, some of them also seem based off of some fucking weird thing they came up with. You know. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Wait. You want definition? Okay. Yeah. Observing one's partner engaged in sexual activities with another person. Oh, um, is that like cuckolding? That's that's the fetish. Oh, I believe that's the fetish. Oh God, I have no idea. Like uh, partnerphilia. Nope, it's troilism. Oh, troil. You know what? I didn't know that one. And I don't necessarily know if there's if I think. Cuckery technically has a little sh- a shame aspect. I don't think this necessarily means uh, that. I think it means just oh, just enjoying. plain enjoyment. Yeah, uh, without without somebody looking back fair, and calling you an fair. asshole uh, or your dick's see, little. You this know. is so educational. Yeah, I don't know for sure. But okay, here's so your fair. bonus one. Ooh, bonus boner. Okay, and uh, pay attention to the words used. That's my tip. Okay, <laughs> so you're gonna give me the word for partners of a widely different differing chronological age. And part of, like, the main point of the paraphilia is in the name of the word. Chronolo- chronophilia? 
chronophilia. Ding, ding, ding. We'll give you that. Nice. Yes, you picked the right word. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, you know, I don't know what score that was. but I, I won, but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's the bottom bitch. bitch. I love how I always hit it like twice by accident. In my, in all fairness, you gave me easy ones, so. Oh, well, you know. That's okay. It's funner to see people win than lose. Oh, you're so sweet. I love you. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in to this month-long conversation of exploration of fetishes and paraphilia. Are you eating it or is it eating you? (laughs) Anyways, tune in next week. We're going to have a person that knows what they're talking about on... Or maybe not. Maybe we think they're completely full of shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Somebody that pre-insult the guest. Somebody that claims to be an expert in their field. Ooh. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. See, we at least don't claim that at all. Oh yeah. No. Everything. Where? I I mean, you're an expert in your field, and I'm an expert in my field. If you know what I'm saying, but. You're pointing to our genitalia. <laughs> in case anybody was unsure I, what that yeah, meant. Clearly. It's always just I a double entendre. Double Thanks again for listening to The Screw. Follow us everywhere online. And have a sexy fucking day, bitches. Amen. Oh.